David usually starts these off by a big story, right? But I, I don't know about you, but I've absolutely got no stories for the past six months, apart from sitting <laughs> in my room. Uh, I don't know about you two, if you want to kick off a story in terms of how your lockdown's been, AJ, do you want to go first? I've literally just been working. I work in Morrison, so technically a key worker. Technically? Yeah, technically a key worker. I've got a badge that says key worker, so wow, I, I feel really, I feel really important. Um, yeah, it's been fine. I mean, apart from people refusing to stand in queues and wear a mask, apart from that, it's been scumbags. Scumbags. Yeah, classic. Ian, you are you? Um, I spent most of my lockdown lying down. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, I think standing up to use the facilities or to go down and eat dinner that's probably been the most exciting things that have happened over this time Ian you've had an exciting lockdown my man exactly man productive productive. (laughs) (laughs) you know it doesn't mean I wasn't doing things well lying down I was just I just was uh, I was just in that fucking horizontal position for (laughs) most for most of it excellent well I think David will kill me if I don't mention but you two are now official members of the podcast how exciting to be here I know I mean I used to be over the moon that David somehow coaches into doing it, just like me, all those months ago. <laughs> <laughs> no. He just has a way, he has a way, you know. You know David, he likes to rope everyone into something. You say he has a way, he usually, it's usually blackmail, he's like, if you don't do this, I'm going to come, come to your house, and you're like, I'm sorry, David, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're here to talk about Searching, a 2018 film that was at a budget of 888000 and... 880,000 and it made 75.5 million mm-hmm. and it was a bit wild and it's a bit wild doing this through Skype and that whole film is 90% fucking Skype ah exactly <laughs> see so we're just staying true to form we're yes. recording in the, in the essence of that movie in the moment uh, I don't know about you I'm going to just start off and say this film right I was warned pre-warned about this film Some my, a friend of mine was like oh you're going to not like this at all Um. It's going to be weird. You're going to just find it a bit static. And I was like, right, okay. And I was actually enjoying it. And then it got to a bit, about 60 or 70% into it. And it got <laughs> weird. It, it, did it get weird? I feel like it shat itself a bit. Like it was going in a way and then it realised, oh no, we can't go that far. We need to calm this down a bit. <laughs> so, I don't know about <laughs> you. I just brought it up. <laughs> See, as I said, no, I sat and watched it with my girlfriend last night and she was like, she was like, he done it. He done it. Like right at the start. And I was like, no, well, no, give him a chance. He just smokes weed. He's not, he's not, he's not a criminal, right? And, mm. and fucking, uh, but I know, but I knew, I knew where that was going. I saw where that was going. And I was like, oh, please, no. Oh, please, please don't, be, please don't do that. Well, during the week, during the week, oh, we're actually supposed to record this two days ago, but Ian decided just to do whatever he wanted. But anyway, <laughs> during the week, we're talking about this. Me and AJ were saying how it's with different opinions on the whole thing. Yeah. See, if you want to talk about that. Well, to be honest, I, th- I thought the first 80% of the film was really quite boring. I, I was, wasn't was very... I, I was invested, but I wasn't interested. Um, and I just felt like a really long episode of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> I just felt like it was like, we just wanted to find out what happened and then that was it. And then I think I really enjoyed the ending. I think it took that it took that turn that made it really interesting like it's that twist at the end of Law and Order where you're like the whole time it was somebody in on it that did it and that's what I liked whereas up until until that plot point I thought this is a bit boring 
Right, we'll just talk about, I'll just briefly go over the plot. So basically, the whole film is filmed through a computer or some form of technology one way or another. Um, weirdly enough, I don't think this film is sponsored by Apple, but oh my God, does it shafted up the arse with Apple products. But, <laughs> no, um, but it talks about how from a young age, this girl's slight life is shown through kind of different operating systems and PCs and whatever like life goes on and eventually the mother dies and then it's very sad and you see this through all pictures and all. And then uh, basically suddenly this girl goes missing and the father needs to find her and it turns out this dad is the worst dad on the planet and doesn't know anything about his way. Absolutely yeah. fuck all. So it's basically that. And then you see it. Some points you're like kind of full attention in terms of you don't know what's going next and he's speaking to a detective but you can't see the conversation because they're not doing it through Skype therefore you're missing whole bits out and stuff like that. So it's clever in terms of that. There's a point but it doesn't, it starts to just go mental. So I don't know if you've ever heard of this film called Negan is Missing. Have any of you heard this film? No. Uh, I haven't seen it now. It's like, it's, it's hot, it's a shit, it's a horrendous film, right? It's worst acting ever, production values doing the shitter, and it's on YouTube, right? But it does the exact same thing as Searching does, except the ending goes all out. So, briefly we'll talk about the ending in terms of she's been lost for a few days and eventually find her. And the whole detective's behind it. But this Megan and Missing goes the other way. And they find her and she's dead and all that. That's the way I thought it was going to go. It goes full on. It's like like intense. But I feel like this film shat it a bit in terms of... It got to a point where it was getting really intense. And then, as we've discussed, we think the uncle was involved with drugs. And it turns out he wasn't. And then it was a detective somehow, weirdly enough. And then she's found after four days by living off rocks. <laughs> like <laughs> down in a canyon. So... Yeah. I don't know what. What did you think about the whole thing? I'll go with I, you first. I, I mean, it seemed that uh, it seemed that there's there's a generally negative response from uh, from from you two at the moment. I actually quite liked it. I, I you know, I actually I went in thinking it was going to be pure shite. To be honest, like I, I had really low expectations going. And I was like, as I thought, the format was going to be. Uh, I thought the format was going to get kind of tired, and then I thought that the mystery would just be a bit kind of boring. I just thought like I was like, oh, the gimmick is that it's all on a TV screen. But I actually ended up thinking that uh, the the setup actually kind of lended itself really well to the uh, to what was going on. Like uh, it's actually it was actually quite it was actually quite refreshing. Do you know what it actually kind of reminded me of? Did you guys watch the um, "Don't Fuck with Cats" documentary? Yes. Yeah. You know, I actually a lot of the stuff in there it was like they're like you're slowly finding out the information, like the kind of the slow clicks and scrolls and uh, like going through the going through the internet, c- c- gathering all this information. I thought it actually lended itself really well to that. Uh, and I thought, I mean, I thought it was like, I mean, at the, at the end, I mean, I do, I would say that they could, they could have went further, but I thought it was kind of, it was satisfying. Like it didn't really leave me, it didn't leave me absolutely reeling or anything. But mm. I thought, you know, I thought it was like a satisfying end to the story. All in all, AJ, what do you think of the whole, like the idea of it? So it's not just a film; it's just you. Like there's literally a screen recording constantly, and what's going on? What did you think of that part yet? Well, I think actually I, I liked the form, but I like find it really hard to keep my attention on things like that because it does go so slow. But mm. I was thinking if it was like, because obviously I don't know we're the target audience because I, one thing that I found was really interesting is that it was a film about teenagers' lives. They lead on the internet, but there was hardly any teenagers in it. It was all told from yeah. the detective. So it made me think that see if like an an adult with like a teenage child is watching it that would scare them like to fuck thinking about all the oh, stuff their kids are doing on the computer they don't know about and imagine if this happened to them and they would they wouldn't know where to start and it was kind of like i really thought actually it was going to go down like a sort of gone girl route and she was going to mm. have to set all, all this up by herself and that's why i thought the end was quite interesting because i thought it seemed quite obvious and then it wasn't 
but I think the whole using the format and stuff like that made it I think scary like if you weren't already a teenager if you didn't didn't know that whole yeah because it was all quite familiar yeah yeah I think um and usual of obviously growing up in a generation where we were always talk, talked about cyberbullying and paedophiles on the internet and stuff like that. So see when you've seen like informative videos in school and stuff and it showed you stuff like, I'll oh, watch what you're doing on the internet, it was always quite cringy. Whereas I feel like this film, even though it's using very licensed products, it was done it in a very, like a way a teenager would talk or a teenager would go about his, their applications yeah, and stuff like that. So I feel like they've done that very well and they portrayed that. But as you said, AJ, I think it's like for people who are not, in the kind of loop of it all, it's, it can be quite daunting and scary. But the one bit that really, I don't know, like it, up until a point, I was thinking this is actually done really well and really smart in terms of like social media and Skype and iMessage. And then so all of a sudden he goes on that you now, that you chat. It's like a live stream kind of omegle ish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, this is now, this is getting. Like, I feel like they just needed something to give the answer and therefore the only way to give the answer is to show exactly what it is. So I feel like some parts they just had to push it just for the story-wise, which is fine. But I think, in my honest opinion, it lost its point. Like, so, I don't know if it used. I don't know if I'm just a sick individual. But see with the uncle storyline. So there's a part where the uncle is the very beginning. He's shown he's got like a mason jar full of weed. And that's just kind of put there. And then later on, it's... Like it's revealed that the uncle had the daughter over to have a wee smoke, but it's not put out like that at first. It seems very incestuous. <laughs> so yeah. I was thinking, see if this does it in the incestuous way. I think that's such a bold move for this film to go in. <laughs> like, it's Aye. a whole new leap. But obviously it wasn't. I was thinking, right, okay. And then I think it took another huge, like, jump the shark moment with the detective. I was like, what is going on? Well, right. Well, watching this film, I wrote a note saying this is the worst detective I've ever seen in film in my life. <laughs> She's just so vocal about like, okay, this is what we're going to do next, um, and I hope that this works out next. Okay, right, help, please. And I was like, what is she doing? She needs to calm down. She needs to get someone involved. Um, and then it turns out she was doing all this because her son, um, who had an obsession over this girl, um, met her and. I think pushed her off the canyon or whatever. I don't. I'm not too sure the ins and outs, but she was trying to cover up a somewhat of a murder. But then I thought, oh, maybe she's dead. Then I, I was thinking, right, okay, fair enough. If it was an actual murder, but she wasn't dead. She was living in a wee cave for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like it got to a point where it went from realism in terms of this is what actually would happen with kids on the internet and people getting bullied and people not wanting to be here anymore. Um, to then. Like, what the fuck is happening? Why is this? Why is it all turning like a right angle triangle turn? And John Cho's running about the place crying on a kitchen floor, and his daughter's actually <laughs> even fine. It's just a bit, I think the end is just a wee bit like as if they were, they're in the writer's room and they had an ending and planned. They went, shit, that's too, that, that's too scary. Too dark. Too dark. Yeah. So I don't know how you feel about yeah. that. I think the I think the the reveal the reveal that was I mean the real that it was the detective did did work for me. I thought like I I, I had a bit of a <gasps> moment, you know, like uh, but uh, you know, but yeah, no, I think yeah, like you know, I think that's the thing that a lot of these kind of mystery. I I think this is just a lot of kind of American films in general. It's like they're too scared to have a sad or a Aye, yeah. scary end, and they're like they're like oh it turned all turns out fine in the end. So like really they're kind of. I suppose then the point does shift from like, oh, this is the kind of, this is what's scary about going into it. It's going like, oh, well, if your child goes missing, look at look, look at all these things you have at your disposal to find them. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that's an, an advert for how you can cyberstalk your children and make sure they're safe. I know it's a bit, 
it's a bit extreme in it in terms of that. It's like, like see when he starts looking through our messages and stuff. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, how easy is it just to go through my texts? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not missing anything, but I, see, to be honest, I don't know what used to. But if I was going to go missing or like do anything, I wouldn't be telling anything. So I don't know why. I'd just be talking about football and movies, so folk could find nothing on my text. But it was very. I, I, I get what it was going for and I think it's a good film don't get me wrong but I think it just got to a point where it was like oh my god can this end please <laughs> <laughs> what about you AJ so you said the ending for you you liked it well I liked the twist but I would have preferred it if she had died yes I'm not gonna lie. Just, because, just because the fact that she lives at the end after all that is a bit like I would have liked her to have died and then him to have gone to prison and all that but I, I, him, but, um, I was See, I don't know about you, but obviously you're seeing it through a screen. So days, you don't really know how much time's passed. I don't know. I don't know if this is just me, but I didn't understand how time was passing. I just kind of took it by the lighting in the room at times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there was a news report, and it was like she's been missing for three days. I was like, this. It's been longer than three days. (laughs) (laughs) So there was. I think they just made it. Obviously, put that in just to go. Oh no, but you can survive. Yeah. Um, with no water for three days and I was like okay whatever anyway but um, I think in terms of just twists I just wasn't pleased by it in the slightest um, but up until that point I think it was good anything else you want to say? I enjoyed the fact that like there was like a catfishing storyline as well because I think if you're going to go to the effort of like putting it through the computer screen and all that and show cyberbullying I like the fact that in the end the like fish and chips character ended up being part of it I think mm-hmm. that was interesting because because then it like again if it was like an adult with a kid watching it it'd be like oh my god who are these random people talking online to my kid like I think it makes mo- it more scarier because it's more realistic than it just being like oh a random person and then then it ends up being fine and it ends up being a fine online friend like it oh, i'm yeah. glad it ended up being a bit sinister aye because uh, i think um like as you said the catfish element but see like on the the you chat and like the, and he was in different social medias i don't know about you but i was looking out for obviously the wee things here and there like oslan and they like it's actually left a message or them they actually try to do anything uh, you know yeah. what i mean like i think it's kind of it's smart that way but um yeah, the fish and chips thing i think was smart and terrible. it's the only way they could do it you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the only way they yeah. could push a, a villain into it, which we never actually met. We never met the boy. He's just He was just kind of floating about. Yeah, just, I think he actually turned up in a couple of kind of photographs here and there. I think he might have been on the friend, like, I don't even know if he was on the friends list, but he, he definitely showed up in a couple of places. I'm, obviously, um, they sort of showed up with the detective, like, uh, go back to bed, Robert. Yeah, every single time <laughs> he came out of the room, the detective just screamed at him, which I thought was a bit off, so... I, know, I and it ended up being something there. I thought she just had anger issues. I thought she had anger issues because uh, she there's that story she says about how she would do anything for her son no matter what, and it's very emotional and passionate. And then a scene later, she's absolutely screaming up to get the room. You're like, all right, <laughs> maybe you don't like him as much as you say. <laughs> Let me love you! Right, the point I'm making about this shite detective, but with this, like, see the confession tape part? So, mm-hmm. which is in the confessional room, but whatever it is. Yeah. And she's saying why she went, why she covered for him, she would do anything for him kind of thing. But she was very, for somebody who was trying to cover it, she was very media central about it. <laughs> like, she, I know she was trying to like be like, no, I'm working on this, I'm fine, I'm a detective. But see if I was a detective and my, I don't know, son murdered somebody, I'd be like, you'll go to jail. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I can't help you here. <laughs> Um, if you've blatantly pushed a lassie off a cliff 
then I'm, I can't do anything about it. But she went to some weird lengths to cover this. And, <laughs> I'm talk- and then I, I wrote the note that I didn't like her when I was like, what detective has multiple Skype calls <laughs> about sensitive things? Surely she needs to go to the house. Hi. So I was like, this is, like, it started annoying me. But I think, obviously, it's done on purpose in terms of... Yeah, so you can what, see it through the see, co- Constantly see her face and constantly be, like, kind of question everyone is involved because if the uncle's involved, then you question the dad as well because he absolutely he knows nothing about his own daughter. Um, so I just want to talk about John Cho for a bit and his acting in it. What did you think of... We'll go with you first, AJ. How do you think of John Cho in it? I thought he was really good because I think he, he he did a like good mix of just the whole time being flat out surprised of like what is even capable of his like of his like daughter's secret life and mm. also just being completely distraught because like like because the, the detective like quite near the start just goes oh well she's clearly ran away and then he's like oh my god like she wouldn't have ran away and then two minutes later he's like but why would she run away and it's just like that inner turmoil of like I really don't know my daughter and I'm I'm a terrible. Dad. Dad, but also, is she still out there? Do I need to find her? Like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Ian. Yeah, I thought he played. I thought he played it well. Like, um, I like. I mean, I was just. I was just. Like, you know, I was on his side the whole time. You know, I mean, obviously, I feel like. Uh, I feel like his, his reactions were genuine enough that because I know it was like a mystery. So, mm-hmm. like, his reactions were genuine enough that I was always safe from the start. Like, because you know, you get those kind of like, oh, it seems genuine, but at the end, it turns out it was him all along. <laughs> but. um no, no, I thought it was great. He did a very good kind of like scrunched, confused face. You know, the yeah. guy like, huh? Yeah, yeah, what's, no what's exactly. going on here? What's going on? But uh, no, no, he he was great. I thought. I think he he did really he did really carry the film. I mean, not only just because he was the main character, but like uh, I I felt like uh, I felt like his uh, performance was really organic. Um, the only thing I've known him from is Harold and Kumar. I don't know about used to. So, but seeing him in this, I thought he was actually really, really good. And I started thinking about during it how they'd be filming it. And whether or not they've been using actual webcams or whatever, or just or they're probably using normal cameras, of course. But it's still a hard thing to do, like just to sit in front of a camera and pretend you're seeing all these things and being surprised and shocked all yeah. at once. So I thought he'd done a really good job considering it's main, it's mostly him, and it's mostly him and covering all this. Um, but do you think that it would work again, the format of the film? Um. I mean, well, it worked with it. It worked with "Don't Fuck with Cats," so I thought, I thought, like mm-hmm. as a as a visual device, it can work quite well. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, it was maybe a bit of a. I I don't want to say a gimmick because it did it did work. But yeah. uh, I mean, I feel like it's like I don't know where else you could go with it that would make it good because I mean there's that other film what was it Unfriended or something oh, like, I mean see that that's why I was scared going into this I was, I was like oh my god if it looked like that pile of shit like <laughs> then uh, then we're in for we're in for it's like uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Paranormal Activity 4 <laughs> I know that's very far into the <laughs> sequels of Paranormal I, I don't think I was that invested um, oh, I was there. I was there, but uh, the Power to Flow is mostly filmed through a webcam and it gets boring very, very quickly. I think one of the panel activities as well, they use a Kinect, an Xbox Kinect to scare you as well, and it's <laughs> shocking, man. But, AJ, I want to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see a sequel? Of this film? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I don't really know what they would, they would do with a sequel if it was through the computer again. Because hmm. do you know what it reminded me of? What's that film oh i can't remember but it ends up being about that online game at nerve that was mostly oh, yeah. through a computer oh. 
and I quite liked that but it was like elements of like through the phones as well so I think if they took it like through through seen through a phone screen as well as the laptop and you, it could like carry it about yeah and I think that would be good like maybe if she goes to like college or whatever and then something happens I don't know and a frat party or something they've all got their phones and it's like conspiracy i don't know but i think that the like the format does work but you, every single time you sort of need like something a gimmick or something to make it fresh yeah so anish giganti actually announced uh sequels in development oh. last year but it's a she cl- well they clarified that they'll not follow the same characters or plotline as the original so it will be probably the same format in terms yes. of what it is and as you said aj it would need to have something a wee bit more different in it also i try to make a point here as well uh, obviously it's a, it's a film and i really can't look at this but see at four in the morning if you've think you've discovered your daughter's body i wouldn't facetime him day so he's facetiming the detective i was like just phone her mate just phone her why are you facetiming her why do you need to see her lie to me and i'm like oh, why do you need to look at her face when you say that <laughs> you need to see how concerned i am <laughs> but also the thing that got me past that was the fact that they're american and they like always <laughs> I whereas like here i wouldn't i only video chat when it's like absolutely necessary i just text <laughs> I know. If somebody phoned me, I'd be like, right, there better be somebody dying. <laughs> Very true. That's like the phone, but then it's FaceTime. They're like, absolutely, nobody's dying if you want to FaceTime. They just want to see your face. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I think I did enjoy it. I Don't get me wrong. I did enjoy it, but until the chat now stuff came in, I was like, this is getting weird. This is getting very freaky kind of material. Um, but I don't know about you. What do you think? All in all, would you just watch it again? Do you want to see a sequel? Do you want to see John Cho again? <laughs> um. I mean, I'm not that bored about a sequel. I mean, I don't. I think it'd be like. I mean, I'm sure. I'm if, unless it's like, see, unless it blew it out of the water and it was like, oh, you have to see this. It's much better than the first one. Blah blah blah. It's that next thing, which I don't think so because I feel like they kind of ticked all the boxes with the format this time around. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't even know if I'd watch it again. I feel like it's a movie you watch once and then see once you know, once yep. you know how it all unravels. I feel like it's like you've you've kind of you've you've got all you needed out of it. Like if you go back and watch it, you know. Unless you want to like go back and pick up the wee details that were there all along, <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's. I, to be honest with this film, I didn't even think it was that um that deep. No. If you know what I mean, it just like it 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 took the it took the con it did the concept nicely, but also I don't think it like uh, I don't think it's like legendary. It's not going to my like top no. top films list mm-hmm. either. The way I see it is so obviously there's a big twist at the end, and the way I see a good twist is like for example Fight Club. So I would happily watch Fight Club again and again and again, even though knowing the twist, because it's such a good film in terms of how it does it. And you can watch it back, whereas this, um, as you said, Ian, I don't see, like, there's no point in me watching this again, because I'm like, the twist is okay. Um, but there's nothing that makes me go, oh, that happened, or that's why this happened, because you said it's not that deep. It's very the first layer, so what you see is what you get in terms of the screen. There's nothing like windows behind that or anything that looks weird. Um, so I, I think... As much as it's a good film, I don't think I'd watch it again. A sequel, I think, is going to... If considering that made huge amounts of money, considering the budget of it, uh, I think if they make a sequel and that's successful, it'll just become one of those, again, paranormal activity franchises where they just kind of milk it dry. So I really hope it's not like that and they kind of... In a sequel, I would like them to maybe stray away from it. And I don't know how, but maybe just, as you said, AJ, just kind of do their own thing, like sprinkle some new things in it. But there's only so much you could do from a screen and what you have available to you. 
so I'm not too sure. AJ, your overall thoughts? I think it was really good, but I think what you both said about watching it again, I don't think I'd watch it again because, like, again, it was like Gone Girl. When I first saw that, I was like, the twist was, like, crazy. I didn't see it coming, and then I wanted to go back and watch it again to see all of the stuff put together, do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Whereas in this one, it was like a long episode of Law and Order SVU, whereas, like, (laughs) the twist, yeah, it's really, like, Oh, you were like, oh, I should have seen that from the start. But you're like, you're not going to go back and watch it again just to see if you could see if you yeah. could figure it out from the start. Do you know what I mean? Because like, you're like, oh, that's a good twist, but it was, it wasn't that surprising, but it was interesting. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. There's nothing that shows you that the detective was in it all along. It's only that sudden moment you go, oh, okay, and then that's it. Yeah. You just, you've accepted it at that point. You don't sit and question. Like there's many a films I've sat and questioned. Like paused the film, went, I want to reverse this <laughs> so I can maybe yeah. see what's happened here. But this just didn't they do it. But I think overall it's a good film, and I think they'll absolutely churn every sequel that they can. Just yeah. milk every franchise dry that they absolutely can. <laughs> um, but overall, a decent film. But we're going to move on to the last bit. And David told me to talk about news, and as you both know. Fuck all has happened in the last six months, so news has not been about. <laughs> one bit of news that can be salvaged out of all this is if David was here, he would have a lot to say about it because if David was here, he would say it was his idea, but it's really not. So Mulan has went from a cinema release and is getting pushed to Disney+. Plus. I'm actually devastated. I'm not oh. oh, I didn't think that. I thought that I would be in the same boat. I'd been like, right, okay. But AJ, if you want to take the floor... Well, it's just, I was really excited for the cinemas to open back up again. And then I was like, oh, what am I going to, what's the first thing I'm going to see in the cinema? I'm so buzzing, like, get to the Odeon Lux, get in that recliner chair, get some natural. <laughs> and the only thing that's in the cinema now, because Mulan's been moved to Disney Plus, is Trolls World Tour. And it's been on since <laughs> January. So I don't oh, know. Is that still on? Well, I don't know, but it's still on the side of the bus every single time I drive by. <laughs> I know, I've noticed that. So you have to place any of the bus adverts yet. Yeah, like, it wakes up. <laughs> and I was just so so excited and now it's over Ian your thoughts on Mulan uh, I mean I don't feel that strong about Mulan and to be honest the, um, see that the live action the new live action Disney's in general I think are just a kind of cash grab exactly Mm-hmm. So I mean I'm not that fussed about it. And to be honest, like I mean, I'm sure they would have I'm sure they would have made plenty of, I'm sure they would have made plenty of money in the set in a cinema release, but also like kids love Disney and folk will buy Disney Plus regardless. So they're mm-hmm. gonna be they're gonna be making their money regardless of whether they release Mulan in the cinema or they just put it in their uh, streaming platform because people are gonna be buying it, people are gonna be watching it because Disney's such a huge kind of media such a huge media monopoly now exactly that uh, people are just going to go in and watch it anyway so I mean they just don't really have it, they don't really have anything to worry about it's a bit wild because at the start of lockdown in March Disney Plus just came out in the UK so when I got it and I don't know about you to if you've got it but it's like you went on it and then it's not like Netflix where you can flick through but it's like oh, I've seen this I've seen this and it's just the, the, the having it and I remember David at the start was like they should start releasing like um, Mulan and Black Widow in terms of like just kind of like a box office thing so it's even though you're paying your Disney subscription you'd pay the extra £10 to watch um, Black Widow and Mulan with right. so I thought that was an excellent idea and it's only took them to now to actually do it because I think it's now just got to that point where they can no longer release Mulan and they just need to just let it out and I think the the loss of this will be huge in terms of advertising and marketing and stuff like that um, because they're just going to push it out and um, 
but I think, in my honest opinion, with doing this, I don't think they'll make another live. Well, obviously the ones that they planned already they'll make, but I don't think they'll make any more after this because it's just too much. Like I don't know any like Jungle Book done well, The Lion King. I don't know if it done well. Yeah, but, it did. Did it? That's, that's because it had Beyonce on it though. Ah, true. <laughs> um, but I just see it as like whenever I've seen like the Jungle Book, Lion King, the new ones, um, it's just a carbon copy of the cartoon. Obviously, now live action. So again, they want to show it to a new audience, and Disney Plus is the best way to do that. But I don't know. I'm just kind of. I was very much in fatigue of like remaking stuff recently. But I think I'm the same as you, AJ. I'm just want. I'm just choking to see something new. Um, yeah. Like, see, in March, when uh, the teaser trailer and trailers came out for Black Widow, I was scun up. I was like, I've just seen her die. I can't be asked with this. No, any Anytime I see anything to do with the Avengers now, I'm just like, sorry, my feelings had to end the endgame. I, know. I, I no longer want to be involved, but then I still will watch it when it comes out. No, no, and I was the same. I was like, oh, I just can't wait. Like, if you bring out another... Black Widow and then you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that and I'm thinking oh this is I'm just going to get so scun up with this and I'm going to watch it anyway I'm going to be there midnight but see with these few months off I feel like it's gave me like a bit of a summer holiday from <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe and Disney in general because I'm like I'm excited to see whatever I can in that cinema um, and to be honest if Mulan comes out Disney Plus I'll watch it I'll be more than happy to watch it just because it's something yeah, I mean, I've already bought Disney Plus to watch Hamilton, so I might as well just watch Mulan. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy. I'm not having a recliner chair and my nachos and my big drink. Um, I, I don't know if you know this, AJ, but the showcase and stuff are actually open. I've went to the cinema once to see The Invisible Man, and it was class. Oh, but they've been, shown, they've been shown old films recently. So Yeah, I have heard that, but I live right next to the, the Odeon Lock, so I'm just waiting for it to open. <laughs> Aye, well, the one in Gla- so, one in the Glasgow Keys open today. Is it? That's the one I live next to you. What? Yeah, well, wait. I'm sure it was that one. They're, show- I think they're showing like Goodfellas and stuff now and there. Oh, um, yeah. I think I'm not. I'm not interested in that. I want to see trolls. I, I guess that. Yeah, trolls all day, right? No, I do. I want to marathon right, right in through midnight straight. In through <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the last time actually, the last time I was there, it was to see. Um, Birds of Prey, and that just was so good that I just don't know if it, I can come back come back from that. Birds of Prey was yeah. of your. I think the last film I seen in the cinema this year was Onward. With oh, it, right. oh right, I forgot that even existed, man. How short was that? Because me and Truff walked out of it, and I was thinking, and he said this could be the last film we've seen in the cinema this year, and that's a very scary thought <laughs> that yeah. that could actually be true. <laughs> Um, but I mean it was a good film and Don Birds of Prey was also good I seen Sonic the Hedgehog this year which I wish I forgot oh. about <laughs> is it not good it's not live up to your expectations I would rather not talk about it AJ to be quite honest with you <laughs> <laughs> um, you can only make so many films about a blue hedgehog and they picked the one just not to make a film about a blue hedgehog yeah. so I well I'm glad you're here I'm glad we've got new faces to talk to on this podcast uh, because I mean, I'm not going to lie, they won't, they won't listen to this, but the other ones are, I mean, they're a bit stale, you know what I mean? And David, <laughs> David on the other hand, is just a dictator, just wanting some more power. So um, I am glad you're here to feel the wrath of David Campbell every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm so glad to have you on, and thanks so much for doing this. But um, I'll end it there, and thanks again, guys. Uh, cheers for having us. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having us.
Right. She's out. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.